0: What has happened, everybody? This is Tim Lyons, your host of Built to Grow Podcast. And we are bringing you uh, past episodes in our flashback show. So grabbing some old episodes, bringing them back up, refreshing the content for you so you can listen to them if you missed them in the past. Hope you enjoy the show. See you inside.
1: You are listening to the
0: Built to Grow Podcast. Delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business, we help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Engston. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, and joined in studio, as always, my co host, Randy, the officer of optimism. Uh, <laughs> What's up, buddy?
1: Dude, I, I, I'll never get over that.
0: What? The names, they're awesome. Every day, I'm curious over here, what's going to hit? I just come up with them and then give them to you. And the delivery that's number 42. 42 episodes. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, appreciate it, everybody. A couple of housekeeping things. We've got a great new uh, event that we just, we're putting the final touches on here in Scottsdale, October 18th and 19th. You can go check out the info at pfmarketingsolutions.com slash event. And that's basically what I'm doing with that group is I'm getting the best of the best into to the room of a meeting of the minds. That's really what, what this is all about. Your net worth is in your network. And you've heard that a million times before. And it's absolutely true. I can attest to that. I've been in organizations and groups and masterminds that just because of the collective brain power in the room just elevates everybody. So yeah. it's going to be a great time. Check it out. If you want to get in on that before we shut it down, you better get over there. PFMarketingSolutions.com slash event. I kept the price super affordable, less than a hundred bucks a day because I know people are going to be traveling and there's going to be some cost involved with that. Totally get it. Come on out. Let's have a good time get to know everybody. And you know, that will be fun. it will be great.
1: And there's gonna be massive value. I mean, just with the people that are coming out, you know, right. Robin elbows was some of the, they're elite fitness owners and that's exactly the caliber of people you want to be around. Perfect. That's for sure.
0: Cool. Great episode today. Marketing must do's. We see a lot of marketing out there. We do a lot of marketing for clients and we see a lot of don't have these.
1: Yeah. And it's the unfortunate part. I mean, it's just areas that get stained out to us that really has made our lives a lot easier in growing your fitness facility. I think some of these things are essential. Mm -hmm. Some of them are unique tactics. Some of them are kind of ideas. But at the end of the day, not having these is going to keep more work on your plate. It's going to limit your potential. Yeah. And quite frankly, we're here to grow. So let's grow. Let's grow.
0: Number one, content. What is it? Why do you need it? Okay. Content can take a lot of different forms. I want to be really clear. It's not just video content. It could be eBooks, lead magnets. Mm -hmm. It could be this podcast is content. This is what this is it could be email content, blog content. We can do, reference guides, nutrition mm-hmm. books, recipes. Those are all pieces of content. We like video for a lot of reasons, especially using it on social media, just because of the tools that you have at your disposal, when you do video marketing, you can then turn around and put people into custom audiences that are watching the videos. Yep. How great would it be to instead of going into a lobby of a hotel in Las Vegas and just talking to everybody by standing up on the on the blackjack table, hey I can help women lose weight, come talk to me versus just taking all those women over here into the corner and just talking to the women or the guys or whatever it is, whoever your target is. That's what video marketing allows you to do with retargeting custom audiences. Yeah.
1: And a little bit of self-selection. You're not just speaking to the masses and blanketing an offer. These are people that are raising their hands by engaging in your content. If they're- When with custom audiences and such, when you get to the 50, 75 percent views, 90 percent views, people are watching 90 percent of your videos. They're really interested in the things that you're saying. That's somebody who is no longer a cold audience. You're starting to warm that lead. And that's invaluable to the process. And unfortunately. A mm-hmm. lot of fitness facilities, everybody. I mean, the, just the industry in general is stuck on just the direct response side of it. Blanketing offers, buy my thing. And that's what you mean by that,
0: right? That was very PC of you. Buy my thing, buy my <laughs> shit. So the cool thing about content marketing it's a two pronged approach it's only going to make your direct response perform better exactly when you're pushing out content giving value to your marketplace when it's time to ask for something people are more willing to make that purchase click that button when you do push the offer out so let's keep that in
1: mind like trust and respect and that's really it's not the direct response side of it of the coin the marketing coin that delivers that that builds a relationship you're positioning you're asking somebody to deliver value in the way of their money Truth. This is you giving away value without the expectation of an immediate return. Hashtag truth. <laughs> <laughs> like truth bombs. Truth bombs on. Uh, Got to have content. Caucus. So if you're not
0: doing video content, I'm telling you, go do video content. It doesn't have to be perfect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We, I know personally how hard I had struggled with doing video for a while. Just, I didn't like. What I said, I, I hesitated or I didn't like whatever, the way I looked or the lighting was bad or whatever it is, is going to keep you holding, holding you back. Just do it, get it out there and just make it better. Okay. Paralyzation by perfection or whatever. Mm-hmm. Paralyzed by paralysis by analysis. There it is. Yeah. Whatever. It's the same concept. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. If you're so stuck on being perfect, you're
1: never going to get anything done. Ready, fire, aim. I can tell you a 100% of the time, your marketplace is going to appreciate the authenticity and genuineness of having you, either the owner of your facility or your staff on video. A hundred times more than a corporate, if you're a franchise, the corporate material than that perfectly scripted robot high production thing. Yeah, there's there's something to be said, and especially personal training. It goes back to that personal aspect. When people walk in the door, and I've talked to other facility owners that we've worked with over the years, and those that do video content really well, they've all been told that that was an impact on the decision for the client to walk in the door. Beautiful. Once there, they know. were in the door, it was shocking to them that the people that they saw in the marketing material are them. were the people that they walked in and saw in the facility. You can't fake that. You can't outsource you, you, it. You can't. It not, I mean, granted, guys, if, if you need content, there are places you can get content. We offer it with our GPS. We can get you started. But- You got to get your foot in the water. You got to get uncomfortable a little bit. Video is hard for a lot of people to do. Like you said, Mm -hmm. get uncomfortable. This is one of the challenges of growing your business that you might need to step into that role. It's just the competition is getting harder and harder. And if you're not going to elevate what you bring to the table, this being one of them, other people in your competition are going to.
0: They are. And the ones that are working with us are because we're telling you to do it. And we're helping with our content to client Mm -hmm. program, which is we help. I get on a call with owners. We define the pillars of the business that make them unique. What are the things that get the result for the client? Then we drill down and we create eight topics, Mm -hmm. eight video topics to do I tell you what to say. I tell you how to hold the camera. I tell you what the energy we get at the topics and then you give us the raw footage and we'll take it from there. We'll edit it. We will brand it. We will post it. We'll create the custom audiences for you. We'll, We'll build all those campaigns out and then we retarget offers. That's our content to client guys. If you're interested in that, if you struggle with how to, what should I say? What are my topics? You need to get on a call with us. Pfmarketingsolutions.com/slash/call. We'll solve that problem for you. We'll get that stuff posted for you. So all you need to do is give us the raw videos. Because again, like Randy said, it does make an impact when the person comes into your gym and sees the person from the video right there in Huge. front of them. And Huge. all of a sudden, there's this report kind of built already. That trust was built ahead of time.
1: Exactly. They feel like they, and that was the thing. They feel like they know you already. And there, I can't think of any other way that you can get in front of an audience, the people that you want walking, you know, they're walking into your facility Mm -hmm. and have that relationship started. Video content is right now is absolutely the greatest medium to provide that solution. Cool. All right. Number two automation. This is something
0: I love. Okay. Automation. Everybody's like, ah, oh, you can't automate the whole thing. I love Yeah. We so were just, we
1: were just looking at it.
0: I just, so we use Zapier guys. If you know what Zapier is, you will understand this. I was looking at the test history in Zapier because we're getting close to our, whatever, our total Zap limit. And so I was just kind of looking in there, see what uh, Zaps were running and everything. And as I was looking at it, I saw a website lead came in, pushed the Scipio Scipio Nurture to a Calendly appointment, they booked a consultation, the lead got pushed to our Google lead sheet, and everything happened right when I was looking at it. And removed from the other. And removed from all the the nurtures. So here was a website lead that came in, we automatically nurtured them, we sent them a voicemail through the voicemail broadcast feature in Scipio. We then nurtured them, that person saw the message, great, let me click the link, book themself, And then all the automation pulled them out of the sequences and now they're on the calendar and now they're going into another automation to remind them to show up. Nobody lifted a finger. I did all the work ahead of time. Zach was out there on the training floor. He didn't have to pick up the phone or front desk. girl didn't have to pick up the phone and that person booked themselves for their appointment. Beautiful thing. That's what your clients want. That's what leads want. They don't they want to know what to do next yeah. and they want to be told what to yep. do. So people, when we in general in general, people do, when we send it to them via text, email, whatever, we telling them what to do, they do it. And guess what? This client's going to come in and I know our closing percentage was Zach and we're going to probably have a nice client out of this, that all the automation happened. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30 K or more per month? And now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, The Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show.
1: To touch on automation, this is one of the areas of being a fitness facility owner, a gym owner, that will pull a lot of that work off of your plate. The part of our coaching program, we're huge on automation. I know, Tim, you've flown out to Chicago. You've built literally onboarding. I've flown out to... Springs, I'm just thinking specifically that yeah. that process of cold lead to consultation, yeah. yep. that custom automation you created with a client to take that work off of somebody physically having to go do yeah. every single one of those touch points. Yes, built a system, and I'm pretty. They were telling I was watching their uh, response to it the other day, and they were talking about as you guys are building this out, people are coming into the their the process, ecosystem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's blowing their mind. It blew their minds because they used to. Be training. They'd have
0: to go check every couple hours and see if any new leads came in. Mm-hmm. They'd have to get up on the pickup of the phone in between
1: sessions, try to get that. They missed that person. I was just going to say, let's think about this process. If you are a solopreneur or if you have a limited team or you have your training staff is also responsible for the sales and nurturing leads and things like that. The speed between when you, get, when you capture a lead or somebody comes into your business as a lead to that first initial touch point, what's our recommendation? 10 minutes? Half yeah. hour at most? Yeah. Before that leads been in contact in order to really successfully start that process down the funnel of gaining a new member. Mm-hmm. You can't do that without automation if you don't have systems in place and you are limited by your time on the floor. humans. Yeah, exactly. The human component is it's really difficult to do all that stuff. Or do you have a staff member that might have dropped the ball or didn't? I've done it. I've definitely been the first to throw myself under Whoa, the bus, right? wait a minute. We're going to have a talk. Uh, <laughs> well, we've had that talk. That's why I'm back on top of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, <All> right. no, <laughs> but we are all human. And when, especially gym owners, you guys wear so many hats. You're mm. thinking about, you're doing payroll, then you're plunging the toilets. And the last thing in your mind is checking your whatever lead generation campaign you've got going to figure out who came into, who needs to be contacted. And the thing that, the thing that
0: you're probably not even thinking about, what if you're having a bad day? And you call that person and you just sound like crap on the phone. That can happen too. You're not even thinking about that. At least with automation, it's the same message across the
1: board. And it goes, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. It goes back to setting those thresholds too, baselines and understanding the system that's in place right now. The human tangent is always a variable. That conversation that you have with that client can change if you don't have a script and a system that you work off of. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow it might be completely different than you answering the phone today. So don't lose that because you're not operating at your best. Allow something that's a baseline to create a level of success that you can now track Mm -hmm. and work towards increasing the effectiveness of. Yep. But you can't do that with constantly juggling everything and assuming that you're bringing your best foot forward. Yeah. So that was pretty fun when we were with Stephen and Kate out in uh, Naperville. Naperville, in yep. Naperville, Illinois. Great, great
0: town. If you're in Naperville, high five. Great food out there. <laughs> That's uh, My old stomping ground. Yeah, it's really, really cool, <laughs> cool area. I liked it. And yeah, a lead came in, and we just all of a sudden his. Appointment got booked. He gets an email, dude. Did you guys put this lead in here? I mean, we we <laughs> went, I, I got in and tested, but let's go back and find where that lead came from. And boom, it's sure enough, website, Scipio, awesome. FusionSoft, Calendly, Bing on the schedule. He was yeah, mind blown. But this is something we've been doing. I've been doing this. I just thought it was. I thought everybody did it. I'm sorry. I thought this was just the norm. I created these systems here, and we just do it for everybody. So if you're interested in that, here's another pitch: solutions.com slash call fly out to your place and build this thing for you how's that sound that sounds awesome yeah
1: i can tell you guys wholeheartedly i've known tim for a long time i've known him through the transition of his facility from when he first started to this facility he's in now one of the massively impactful aspects Mm -hmm. of the ability to grow and scale to this level is the automation that's in place yeah, Without a doubt, that would put a lot of money on that deal. On that, that bet. Yeah, you know what our I mean? automation's
0: dialed here. One small nugget is I just got Infusionsoft Keep Certified yeah. over the weekend. So now- Round of applause. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't a big deal. They were very surprised. Like, oh, you kind of know your stuff. <laughs> yeah. So with that test, thank you very much. How many
1: years? 10 years deep probably? Nine
0: years in Infusionsoft. <laughs> yeah. Power user. Whatever. I
1: probably figured it out a little bit
0: yeah no, it's awesome. So certified partner so I can do some really cool stuff in your accounts if uh if you're using infusion stuff. next thing, moving on i'm gonna skip that one and go go to split testing, okay, split testing is definitely, it's a lot of things. You can split test several things. Okay, let's just take it up to the ad level. Let's Mm -hmm. say we're we're Facebook, Instagram. You can split test Facebook versus Instagram. Those are placements. You can split test video versus static image. You can split test lead ad to landing page. Mm -hmm. You can split test offers,
1: headlines, copy, Colors. Targeting. Male, female. Targeting. Distance. I mean, like any variable that you can play with. You can split test. And what we mean by
0: split test is we're going to create two different things. And we're going to run traffic
1: equally to both and see which one outperforms. A true split test to just elaborate on that would be every variable is identical and you make one change between Mm -hmm. left versus right, an A-B split test, if you may. One thing. So if you think of a landing page and you're splitting your sales page, maybe you change just the color of the the buttons. That's it. That would be a a true A-B split test. Let's get really serious for a second. The one thing that would tell
0: you is... The offer is probably going to move the needle the most, not the the color of the button. Absolutely. The color of the button is when you know your offer is so dialed in and we're talking percentages of small percentages and you're just this is, say, an evergreen offer and a completely, you know, just continuously testing, sending thousands of hits to this. Yeah, switch the color of the button or swap the video for a different video or whatever. I mean, those are the things you can do at that level. But if you're really trying to figure out what hits in your market, it kind of goes against a little bit what we said about changing offers all the time. But the point is that you need to know what hits in your market because what hits in your market may not hit in another market and vice versa. Mm -hmm. If you're just going and seeing what is this gym over here doing? And let me just copy it word for word. It happened to a client we're working with. I said, where did you get this ad copies? Well, we just know that this guy's doing really good things. We just took it. I go, you copied that word for word. That's what you did. And, and it's not working for you. It doesn't surprise me. I know exactly where you're going with it. But this. you just can't just go think that it's going to work for you. So you got to test. And that's why we talk about split testing. And once you do find what works, keep doing that. That's the biggest thing. That's the thing. And I've, been, I've fallen into this trap big time. It's an entrepreneurial as, type. So thing, I think entrepreneurs will do something, we will, will create a project, we will, will get it all the way to where it works and it's awesome. And then you look back and you're like, yeah, that's great. Let's do something else. Let's do else. something
1: completely different.
0: I do it all the time. I'm sorry. So if you're an entrepreneur. I no, don't, he doesn't anymore because we don't let him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that works so well. Let's change everything and do something different. No, we just find out what works and keep running hard. Once once you figure it out. But going
1: back to, like you said, like we did just speak on switching up your offer in a different episode. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it still has to be what you want to be known for. Yeah. That you shouldn't be split testing things that are not conducive to your training facility. Don't go give away whatever because that's what somebody else is doing and that's not how your fitness facility operates and works. And it has to be true to you. Yeah. your facility. Start there. Then you can play with a. Li- I mean, little changes in the offers, right? Maybe it's a seven day versus a 14 day. You're not ultimately changing what you're presenting to the marketplace. It's just the duration that might resonate the best with the people in your area. Or price points. Price points, things just like keep that. Keep the duration the same and change the price. I think that might be
0: the best because we're going back to like how to convert somebody in your facility. It changes dramatically when you go from seven to 21 mm-hmm. or 30 or Six weeks. I just had a conversation
1: with one of our clients about backing off because they had a 30 day and I asked them why. and It was a 30 day trial. It was the only thing they've ever tried. Mm. And I said, have you ever tried anything shorter? And they said, no. And then I said, well, think about it. After two weeks, do you think that client knows based on the level of service that they were getting after being exposed to all of those training sessions over the two weeks? Do you think that client knows at two weeks whether or not that's a great fit for them or not? Of course. And they're like, absolutely. And I was like, then why are you worrying about extending that? I go, how many of those people by the end of 30 days have you already forgotten about? Yeah. The excitement dies down. The excitement's on. They're already moving on. They're looking for the next trial to go jump into. Things like that. So let's keep the excitement. People buy when people are excited. You Mm -hmm. strike when the iron's hot, right? When somebody's moving into your facility and they're training with your staff and they're seeing great results and the energy's high, that's the perfect time to have the conversation about what is the next step. Yep. Yep. And yeah, those long plays can be very difficult. And especially if you don't have automation in play to work on touch points, make sure that the consultations are scheduled for follow-ups, all of those things need to be in place to really successfully crush those types of trials. Perfect. Well said. All right, we'll go back up to retargeting.
0: Now, let's define retargeting for a second. There's a lot of types of way to retarget. Let's start with the fact that you went to the Home Depot website and you looked at a ladder. I need a new ladder because I'm hanging some Christmas lights, right? Oh, yeah. Got that yellow Fort Werner. What is it? Werner ladder, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you just didn't buy it at the time. Then you're scrolling through CNN's website. And all of a sudden at the top, you see that damn ladder shows up. And then you're over on Facebook ads. And all of a sudden... There's the sidebar. You got that ladder in it. And all of a sudden you're on your Gmail and they've got a promotion right there on the sidebar there. There's the damn ladder. How did they do that? What is that? That is called retargeting. They know that you were looking at that ladder. Yep. And they're going to follow your ass around until you finish the purchase.
1: Retargeting is great. We use it quite a bit. It's great from being in the business. Yeah. You know, on the business side of the coin, yeah. as a consumer, it's we have that internal dilemma too. Yeah. Sometimes it's creepy. Sometimes I, it's, yeah, you know. This it, is a little budget. creepy. But there's something to be said about the ease of the purchase as well, right? Let's take the trouble. That's something that you've decided you were interested in. Yep. That company, in a way, is doing you a service by continually showing something that they know you're interested in. Yes. So yes. the ease of a purchase, they're minimizing the number of variables. You're not shopping around anymore. This is something you've looked at. This is something that you've shown interest in. Let's provide you with the solution to buy. Yeah. So yeah. I see both sides of the coin. <laughs> I mean, if we sit around and we talk about something long enough, it'll probably show up on Facebook as well.
0: Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. yeah know that's something else that we don't know how it's happening. maybe this the iPod home pod over here <laughs> is it? whatever it's listening to us, but retargeting is a great way to follow your audience versus just hoping for that one hit one sale kind of thing like mm-hmm. if they that person hit that website or hit your landing page and you never and they never saw your ad again, they'll forget. And we combo this with like what we call an abandoned cart sequence. So when we're doing funnels for say low barrier offered or paid trials online, when some we have a two step. Okay. So on step one, they're going to give us their info. So first name, last name, email, phone number, whatever. The less you ask for, the more likely it is, but the less you ask for, the less mediums you can follow up with. If you're just asking for an email, you can't text them. If you're, and you can email them, but you can't put their name in the email. You can't merge it, merge field Mm -hmm. their first name. So if you get their first name, email and phone number then you can pretty much do anything you want at that point. When they opt in and they don't finish what they were intended to do, like make the purchase, we wait. We put in our automation again in FusionSoft. We build a 15-minute timer into our sequences. And then we send them an email, hey, wait a minute, in the subject line, or did you forget to do something, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And we send them back to the order form to finish the purchase. We did this for years and we've done this since 2015. Hardcore, this was our foundational element in our campaigns that we ran for clients, we found that 35% of our purchases came from the abandoned cart sequences that we wrote. And okay, well that's pretty slick. We already know by e-commerce data tells us 85% of people will abandon the cart on any e-commerce. That's Amazon. That's whatever. Home Depot. Site. First time they visit, right? Yeah. They'll go to that page. They're not ready to commit or they don't have their wallet or they're in the middle of something or they got a call or they had to run to the bathroom and they forgot to finish the purchase. Eighty five percent will bounce off of that page. Well, if you don't have retargeting in place and if you don't have backup automation in place, they could be gone forever.
1: We picked up thirty five percent additional bump. That's a third of the entire business that's taking place. Because of these, because of the system, yeah, the automation is in
0: place. These are marketing must-dos. This is what the episode's about. So put this into place. If
1: you need help with that, holler at us. You know the link by now.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and you can do that. Most CRMs have some sort of ability to create an abandoned cart sequence. If you're using ClickFunnels, you can build it within uh, Actionetics. Actionetics. If yep. you have the Edison Suite, to us, it's a it's a no brainer. It's a must do. Yeah, I can tell you, I would much rather make thirty percent more. On every... On every... On opportunity every click, yep. 100% of the time.
0: So there you have it. Okay, last and must-have here for marketing is a tracking your ROI. This is very important, yeah. my friend. How do you know if you're making money on a campaign? Well, if you're not tracking it, you really can't tell. There's a lot of ways to track it. One of the things that we put into place recently that has made... This very few things blow my mind anymore, Right. This blew my mind, my whole mind was blown off my top of my head. You see this atom bomb yeah that's what this is what Tim looked like right here. Boom, my head blew off, so let me paint the picture for you when you 're running purchases through a website let's just say you're running Facebook ads to a funnel, and the purchase is happening on the website. Mm-hmm. The data is tracked nice and clean. You can put a purchase action on the confirmation page. You can tie how much revenue you can even put a custom code if you have different bumps and upsells that you can track every perch every cent that was made on that click from a Facebook. You can put it into your ads manager, customize your columns and you know this ad campaign spent a thousand bucks and I made generated yep thirteen thousand four hundred dollars from this that 's awesome. But what happens when the purchase is made offline? How do you know which ad that person came from? Well, I didn't know this existed. However, once I learned, uh, my mind was blown. We use something called Wicked Reports. Wicked Reports ties into our Infusionsoft account, and what that what it does is it it knows. By tracking where the lead came from, went into our CRM. And if that purchase happened over a twenty eight day time frame from the time they came into that ad, it will attribute by pushing the data backwards, backwards. into Facebook and say, this person was a lead, came in say July first, they made the purchase July twentieth for five thousand dollars. That five thousand dollars belongs to that campaign. It On pushes, a phone call or
1: something. Yeah, but, you yeah. know what I mean? Separate of the flow through Facebook ad to a landing page to a purchase. Yeah. It, a, it happened offline. Offline conversion. Sure. So if
0: we did a phone consultation with a client and maybe they jumped on board on a five thousand dollar plan or whatever it is. Yeah, that transaction happened offline on a phone. We ran it through InfusionSoft. Wicked Reports dropped that data backwards into that ad campaign and we know, without a shadow of a doubt, the purchase happened because of this ad set. That's awesome. That's that changed
1: the game. It to does. me, it got Blew my mind. It, re- guys it removes a guesswork on it, the success of your ca- and yeah. the success of your campaigns. Ultimately tracking ROI, knowing the value of a client to your business, and then ultimately what you can afford to attract a client for. This is how you look at that in the ads and campaigns that you're running. For sure. If you're putting a dollar in the machine and you're getting fifteen dollars back, it's a win. If you're putting a dollar in, you're getting fifty cents every single time change something, right? Machine. Something, there's something needs to happen here. Right. Typically, I mean, there's small examples to when that's okay, but that's how you judge the successful marketing campaign. Yes. Is about your true ROI and taking it offline and having those conversions happen and being able to still report that back to the piece the of- The source. The source that got their interest in the beginning, that's massive power. It, marketing is the general, uh, let's, let's put it
0: to you this way. The goal of marketing is to multiply capital, you put a thousand in, you make five thousand. That's a great way of putting it. You multiplying your capital. Mm-hmm. It's is it a game? I don't know. It's it is the game we're playing. We're we're spending something to make something more later.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's what marketing's job is, is to multiply capital. And if you don't know, by maybe it is, but you don't know. Like that's the point. It was happening offline.
1: I it was happening, but we didn't know for, exactly. per se. And that's why I know we consider marketing an investment.
0: hundred percent. Just like everything
1: else. Like that is an investment. You put a dollar in, you make more money later. Yep. It's not an expense. You're not losing money every month. That's the thing. If you're tracking your mon- your campaigns and you're understanding where the sales are taking place and what generated that sale from the beginning. Tracking ROI. That's a true understanding of the investment that you're making. That's really when it becomes, an. Inv- it's always an investment at that point when, you know you're succeeding in that realm mm-hmm. versus treating it like an expense. If you're throwing money into Facebook ads and you have no understanding of the return that is actually generating, you never know. If then it could be an expense to your business. Well you no,
0: actually you could be crushing and making fifty times
1: X. Even more and important. then you then you don't know and you turn it off and then you're losing. Yeah. Uh, we've had campaigns that have done that to us that we were really shocked to know that they were, you know, they led to uh, just into the ecosystem and then all of a sudden they bought higher price packages and things like that because of the fact that an ad brought them into the our world, we nurture those leads and things like that. And then they bought purchase offline or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It might not be an A. They, the ad might have been for one product and they bought a different product. At the end of the day, it's still a conversion. Well, what, and it's still making you money. The unfortunate thing, what's out there and what's being taught to people is just so
0: simple. It's like you drive traffic from Facebook to, and they make a purchase right here. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I don't know what happens. That's the problem.
1: In the value of a lead itself, once you generated that lead, follow up, nurture them, continue the conversation until they die or they tell you to screw off. Like these people have raised their hands. They told you that they're interested in something that you've done. They've left you information for something of value. Continue to have that conversation. Because there's money in that. There's, there's money in the list. In the list. Yeah, exactly. And once you've generated a lead, that is your lead to recontinue to market to until that no or yep. that removal you know needs to take place. When we
0: say market, we're not just saying continue to pitch this one lead the same offer or new offers all day every day. Push the content, content. that we just talked about mm-hmm. was number one on this list. Push that content to your list. If they weren't ready to buy, then they had some interest. So let's get them to know I like, can trust you, build up that value, let them understand that you are the local expert, and then give them the offer. You don't have to pay any more money because they're on your list. Use your emails. Boom. I think that was a good one right there. I think, unfortunately, you might have some of these, you may not have any of these. Put these into place. Any of all, like, let's say the content's only going to make your direct response and your offers better. We just had the conversation. Your automa- yeah. With uh, Natalie. Natalie. Your automation's only going to make your initial investment get a better return on investment, right? Your original investment was, say, $1,000 to get 200 leads. You got $5 leads. Cool. You didn't make the sale today. Automation will help you make the sale in the future. So that original
1: $1,000 you spend, you're not spending additional 1000 to get that sale. And automation is one of those areas where you're taking something off of your plate in a lot of ways. There's value there. Your time gets freed up. You can go spend it in other areas of your business that are income producing activities. And I know like the conversation that we have a lot with gym owners is, oh, I can't afford that piece of software. Or why would I I'm not really into Scipio or, you know, I can't afford it. Well, yeah. you have to look at what it's doing for you as as an individual, where you can spend your time without having to do that work that you're doing right now. <laughs> (laughs) Because that right there is probably worth the cost of the software first. But from a hard numbers standpoint, is that piece of software, bolting that into what you're doing already, going to produce, what is it? Maybe let's say $250 piece of software. For most of the facilities we work with, that's one client per month. Mm -hmm. If that software, if you can attract one annual client with that software alone, in addition to what you were capable of doing but already, that piece of software is paid for for the entire year. Perfect. Guys, that's scaling. So now that system's in place, let's get three, four, five, six, a dozen new people through your business. Because of the because software. Because of the software that you just added into place. If That's exactly how you as a gym owner can help minimize the tasks on your plate and scale in ways that you can't without understanding those processes in place. The Bo so- show, another hashtag truth
0: coming at you. <laughs>
1: The soft, that's a big one. I mean, we I get that. I don't want to say pushback, but it's a mindset. It's a belief. People don't understand the value of what that's doing for your business because they're hung up on the $250 price tag. Yeah, I know. So automation is a great place to... To
0: save time. Time is money. And you're going to increase your conversions. It's a win-win, triple win, bada bing, bada boom. Boom. Yep. All right, well... Marketing must-dos, go put these into place. If you guys need help, pfmarketingsolutions.com. If you're a high-level gym owner and you want to be in the same room with another high and group of high-level gym owners, time's running out, pfmarketingsolutions.com slash event. Go mm-hmm. check it out. We'd love to have you out here. There is an application portion of that where uh, you do need to fit the criteria, but if you do, awesome. Love to have you guys out here. So that's it for now. Marketing must-dos, episode yeah. 42 in the books. Until next time, guys, keep changing lives. Bye. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Build to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. See, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help, and I would be very grateful. Until next time, keep building something great, and we'll see you on the next show.